Well, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, I don't usually do this, but I had a sermon prepared. I was going to um, do a teaching for everyday Christian on like technology and a, a challenge around um, resisting digital distraction and addiction. And I was praying this morning, and I just felt I felt God was sort of saying like, um, park that, park the challenge, and and just let's let's celebrate the gift of Christmas um, today. And um, I think we're about to hit this like um, season of serving. And, you know, these next three weeks will be, the next three things over the next sort of week and a half will be uh, thinking about trying to serve and, and reach out. And so today I just want to um, read afresh the Christmas story in a really cool way. Um, at the carols next Saturday, um, we'll be using this this. Uh, crew called Lumo Project have put together um, like a visual reading of the Gospels, um, which is acted out and filmed and, and it's just the, it's not like a Christian movie, it's literally the Gospels which are to be read over um, a visual version. So we're going we're gonna to watch that today and, and hear, hear the story read. Um, and then next year we'll we'll have a few everyday Christians. We'll pop up. We're going to do something on money. We'll do something on technology. Uh, next year, just to whet your appetite, we're going to study the book of Acts and the book of Revelation, which has been um, people have been asking Ronald for for a while, and he's been saying, "Come on, Locke, can you um, give me give me a, an out? Because I don't want to I don't want to have to do that." Um, but I feel like Revelation is going to be really cool to to dig into. We're also going to look at some Psalms and um, yeah, a few other things. So 2020 is going to be a great year. But, um, yeah, let's just hear afresh the Christmas story today. So I'm going to read from Matthew and Luke, which are the, the, two, um, the two Gospels which, which have a bit of, of a, a Christmas story. The Gospel of John has this incredible opening about the Incarnation as well. Um, the Word became flesh. But what I'm going to do before I do the readings is just a little, um, a little reflection that you can sort of let um, float while we, we do the, the Gospel reading. Um, so the hope for the world at Christmas is, is this idea, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, the prophet Isaiah, he prophesied that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's, that's what happened. The, the Word became flesh. Um, many years later, God became human. And he became human because God wants to be with us. You know, we see in the um, Garden of Eden that God dwelt with, with his people. And God's desire is to be with us. And of course, because of uh, sin creating this barrier between the holy God and the the blemished, unholy humans, God had to come and die for us so that we could actually dwell with him um, forever. That was, that was incredible. And so we read, um, we read in Matthew that, she was gonna, that Mary was going to give birth to a son and give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all of this took place so that what the prophet Isaiah said that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they'll call him Emmanuel would happen. 
and then you get this little um, translation. Emmanuel means God with us. You know, Emmanuel is not just the, the private school, the Catholic school that some of you went to. You know, it is, but Emmanuel is so much more. Emmanuel means God with us. That's the, that is the good news of great joy for all people of Christmas time. And so just four reflections about God with us or God's coming at Christmas in this story. Um, God comes slowly. The genealogy before the Christmas story in Matthew, we see that um, there was 14 generations, then 14 generations, then 14 generations. I can't do the math. I probably can. 28, what is it? 30, 42? 42 generations. God comes slowly. I've never been pregnant but nine months, as far as I'm aware, is a long time. Like, I can't even remember what happened nine months ago. You know, I got on my Spotify, your top songs of 2019, and I'm like, I was into that song? You know, nine months is a long time. And God spent nine months in the womb. Like, he spent years and years growing up slowly as a child. He was formed as a boy and then as a man across 30 years, just for three years of public ministry. Like in a world that wants things immediately, that wants things now, that values speed, God comes slowly. God comes in obscurity. The, the place he was born into, the family he was born into, the, the nine months, like in, in darkness, gestating, that's not the world stage. That's not like the Word became flesh and boom, the Word became flesh through obscurity. God comes in obscurity, we see in this story. And I think it's, in, it's incredible that, that in our world, which values fame and success and status and look at me, that God wants to reveal himself, not on a stage, not even online, but in obscurity. Also, as we read through the story, notice that God comes through people. You know, God is God. He could do whatever He wants and He chooses to participate with His people for His coming. He comes through Mary. And Mary plays this incredible role in, in the arrival of God. Her obedience and trust is a cooperation with the Spirit who, um, who enables God to come through her. And in our world, we just like have this thing that like we'll push aside people if we can do something more effectively, if we can do something more efficiently, if we can do something in a better way, we won't use people. If a robot can do it, let's let a robot do it. God, though, goes, I could do this any way I wanted and I choose to go through ordinary people. It seems that he, he so loves us and so loves working with us and through us that he chooses to work through people. And finally, just notice as we read this that God comes in to pain and brokenness. That, that for Jesus to be a Jew wasn't the most strategic solution. You know, according to the world's metrics at least. Bethlehem wasn't the best place to be born. The power was with Rome at the time. You know, there was a lot of pain for Israel. 
There would have been a lot of brokenness in Mary and Joseph's relationship given the, the circumstances. There'd be a lot of shame. And I, I just think it's so upside down that in a world that, that values, you know, being good and well and, and healthy and, and having all things sorted, where things are meant to be good, you know, where the right answer to how are you is good. Right? It's awkward if someone goes, how are you? And you go, to be honest, fairly depressed. <laughs> One scholar um, has a, a book titled The Triumph of the Therapeutic to, to label our, our age. So often I find myself, I want everything to be good. I want my problems solved, my questions answered, my circumstances fixed, my pain healed. But Jesus comes into pain and brokenness into a messy situation and says, I'll be with you. He sits, he's with in the pain. God's with us in that stuff. He doesn't always fix things straight away, answer all our questions, but he does give us himself. And he actually is often working, quite slowly, often in, in obscurity, often through ordinary people. But he's working to make all things new and one day he will finally make all things new. He's light in the darkness, as, as it says. So God comes slowly, he comes in obscurity, he comes through people and he comes into pain and brokenness. And just let those four things, or maybe just one, if, if there's one that stands out to you, let that swim around now as we, we do a visual reading of of the Gospels of the Christmas story. So Alan's going to queue up the video so I can time my reading to the video. Let us read the word of the Lord. Is it working? It is fantastic. So should we click play? Go back to the start, everyone. The lag. We don't need the sound actually. See? <laughs> oh, I'm not using the sound. Go back to the start. We'll start again. And then. This is a taste. Oh! Whoops. Alright, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, 
she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Uh, let's cue the next video. The next reading is from Luke 1, 26 to 56. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, 
town in Galilee. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I'll just keep it rolling. It's is that still rolling? Great. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. she's still on her way to Zechariah's home actually oh this is yeah no I think we moved videos possibly we've jumped ahead what where's this one this is at the start can you move to about uh, 2.30 in this video we're still in the Luke 1 reading perfect that's great. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Welcome. 
And Mary said, in fact, Mary sung, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. This is Mary's music video, I think. For he, has been, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. That was a good song by Mary. Good music. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And our final reading is from Luke chapter 2. One to twenty-one. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from that town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. So that's the Christmas reading. I hope it was fresh. I hope the Spirit um, refreshes the stories that can become old because they're ancient, ancient truth, but very fresh for today because in our world, we, we need God with us. We need a God who comes slowly. We need to know when we want him to come quickly that he comes slowly. That when we want him to show up the way we want to, that often he comes in obscurity. When we, we want him to just make it happen, that he often comes through people. And when we want everything fixed and sorted, he comes into pain and brokenness.